Welcome to The Real Deal, where God, His purposes, and His people are celebrated. I'm Rachel Inouye, bringing you encouragement through real life, people, and their stories. It's The Real Deal. Hey, let's get started. I'm excited about this, Gail. Me too, Rachel. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you for joining me again for Buddy Time. I don't know exactly where God is taking this podcast. I don't know exactly where he's taking um, the rotation, but I'm very excited for all parts of it. And Buddy Time, I have to be honest, I get really um, energized toward. <laughs> mm, me too. I'm so looking forward to today. Yay! Yeah. You know, we have been connected for a long time but there are years where we haven't checked in with each other as much or we check in mm-hmm. when we know there's adversity or something, you know, and, and that's normal. That's that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I really mm-hmm. appreciate you um, checking in with me. I appreciate that you will just probably obey the promptings of the spirit and say, hey, I haven't heard from you in a while. How are you doing? And I know that a proverb that has meant a lot to me is Proverbs seventeen seventeen, and It says mm-hmm. a friend loves at all times but a brother is born for adversity. And Mm -hmm. I want to thank you. I want to thank you Mm -hmm. for coming alongside me in hard times and in things that sometimes people don't know what to do, so they don't come around you. But I just feel like that you didn't flee. You stuck with me, and I appreciate it. I really do, Gail. I honor you in that. Thank you. Mm, Thank you. Praise the Lord. That's awesome. You're welcome. Today I looked that up because I was thinking about buddy time, and I looked that verse up in the message Mm-hmm. Um, and you've done this, so just listen and receive this. Friends love through all kinds of weather, and mm-hmm. families stick together in all kinds of trouble. So anyway, I just I just wanted to thank you. Thank you for joining me Aww. today, and I Aww. just want listeners to know that we've already prayed, and we've prayed mm-hmm. for you and potential friendships and buddies and things like that, um, because a friend does love at all times, and so it's all good. Gail, can you share a story right out of the bat? I want to invite people into the Menards when you ran out of paint. <laughs> Just recently, I have not cleared. Well, I don't clear any of my texts, but I did not clear it. And I promise never to show the photo. But tell me what happened when you were painting and the Wait. dentist and the whole deal. Oh, Rachel, it's so mortifying. Because it's the okay. real deal. You didn't and- even go get changed. I loved it. It's the real deal. When okay, so my daughter Haley and I are doing projects around our house, and we are kind of we get a little crazy. We we start painting, and um, we get on a mission, and so yeah. we are painting all the trim in this nineteen eighty five year old nineteen built in nineteen eighty five year okay. old home. Same year I was and married. That's a long time. A long time ago. It has very old brown trim, and so we've been painting the trim to try to freshen it up and create a new nest. And we ran out of paint and we were covered in paint because I'm kind of a messy painter. And last year, I had some health issues and had to have two teeth removed. And one was a dental, like a titanium implant, and one was a normal tooth. And they're kind of near the front (laughs) and there's no hiding it. (laughs) And I wear this retainer with these two teeth. And I don't always wear it at home. I'm sure my family wishes that I would always wear it but um, because it is eye-catching with this big dark gap. And so we ran out of the house. I didn't know Haley was with you. Haley was with me and drove to Home Depot. And then uh, we were getting there and we were, again, on such a mission. And I realized, oh, no. Oh, no, I'm going to have to talk with my mouth like this to hide the fact that I don't have my dentures in. And so we went in and, uh, yeah, it was it was embarrassing. But I made it through and we got the paint and, you know, it wasn't too humiliating. And I make sure now, like, to always have it in. <laughs> but didn't your dentist even have it or something or was saying, like, can't I fix it? And you're like, not over the weekend or. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I went to him because he his like part of it got caught on his lab coat and it like pulled the metal off of it and I, and he broke it. And I'm looking at him like, no, you didn't. And he's like, I'll make you a new one. I'll just need it for about five days. Oh. And I. <laughs> I looked up at him and opened my mouth and smiled. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. You cannot have it for five days. Look at me. And he's like, 
Oh, I'll just make you a new one. You can yeah. keep that one. Yeah. So he's he's making me a new and improved one. Yeah. But no, he did not do that to me over the holidays where I would be with my family and friends <laughs> and not have my front teeth. Well, I mean, you know, I'm <laughs> I'm truly all about like celebrating who we are and, you know, not comparing or competing and being okay in our own skin. Literally, we are a masterpiece. But if we do have teeth, we want them. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, it's like you know, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I love my, the lab coat part. I didn't, I, I didn't know that part. got okay. pulled apart on his lab coat. You can't make this stuff up, people. I know. I know. Okay, and, did you and, get the trim yeah. done? I'm working on it. I'm, it. It's a lot of trim. It's a small house. You can't house, do a whole house. I, I've done everything except the kitchen cabinets. I'm not sure I can do those. It's so I don't know. I have to, I have to really press into that. That's a huge undertaking. So you helped um, me when yeah. I did ours, uh, the kitchen oh. cabinets. You know, I mean, oh, I our son and daughter in love. They went ahead of me, and I just got every bit of information from her that I could. You know, and it, they were so helpful. Plus, inspiring. You know what I mean? When you see somebody just totally transform things, it's like, okay, I got to get on this bandwagon. And uh, yeah, you helped me. I took pictures sent them to you <laughs> got yes. long lists of what i needed to accomplish <laughs> lots of lists <laughs> no it looks really nice it looks really fresh in fact it looks beautiful and bright in there it's it's Aww. really great it's really great i so, love the transformation that's yeah. fabulous yeah me too hey so let me ask you about last year mm -hmm. so you said that one of the reasons you had the teeth was the health issues Mm -hmm. um, did you feel cared for? I mean, I remember being part of the text strings that would go out and how to pray for you. Mm -hmm. I mean, talk about that. Yeah, I did. I had um, a few different surgeries. That was the teeth was one of them. And um, living in Texas, um, the last mm, almost 10 years, um, I've had an amazing community of friends and women that um, has been built. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, only had that one other time in my life um, where it was that amazing. But Texas, these women have come around me. And um, it's funny because when I had my mastectomy in 2010, I had a different, I had some women that came around me for that season. Yeah. And it was really, really sweet. And they felt called to help me and do things in that season. And one point they came in and my numbers got so low that I was on quarantine in my own home. And yeah, these women I didn't know very well came in and like baby wiped my whole house. And then other women snuck in and did my laundry and different people um, brought meals. And I remember looking out the window one day and a lady pulled up and there was a cooler on my front porch. And mm. I didn't know who she was. And she ran up through the grass with a frozen turkey <laughs> <laughs> and put it in the cooler and ran away. And I was uh, like, I have no idea who to thank for the turkey. But oh, it was so precious because she just wanted to bless our family with a big, you know, a big provision. It was so sweet. Oh. And then this year, um, I had a group that wanted to pray over me before I had my big surgery. And we all met and we just gave, you know, they just blessed me with um, words, kind words and prophetic words and life-giving words. Yes, and encouragement all over. Prayed over me. And it was, it was, I felt so much peace going into the surgery. Mm -hmm. And then on the recovery end, you know, different people were assigned to babysit me and <laughs> sit with me as I recovered, and I was on some pretty heavy medication. Um, and different people would text, and different people would, I don't know, just different people showed up in the way that they're wired to yes. to love or reach out. And yes. I have one friend um, from the mastectomy time, and I couldn't read. I couldn't watch TV. I, I There was nothing I could do to pass the time because... I was in so much pain from the chemo and the mastectomy. And yeah, oh. she would send me texts in the middle of the night or at like midnight. or um, And I would reach over from my little flip phone back then and open it up. And it was all I could do to read. And it would be scripture written out. Not, not like the reference, but actually written out. Yes. Because I didn't even have the energy to pick up my Bible. or to, And I didn't have the technology back yes. then to look it up. And she... We called them midnight messages from God, mm. and um, I kept them all, and I'm, I cannot tell you the encouragement that it brought me 
um, in some really dark times and some really lonely spaces. And it was just these little texts. Uh, and she, she wasn't one to like always be over at my house or whatever. And, and I'm not one to bring meals to people. I am not a very good cook. And I'll like go like clean your house or run your kids around or whatever. But yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. a great meal giver. I'll get takeout or a gift card. And um, but she she wanted to do those those midnight messages. Mm-mm. You know what's really cool though is uh, you know it's kind of like um, really being who you are. You know what I'm saying? Like if if it's not your thing to make the meal, then you can drop off a turkey <laughs> and a cooler <laughs> or you can bring a yeah, send a text to somebody you know i believe actually times when i've really been flowing in the holy spirit like he's the one that prompts me to do it i don't sit there and think like oh how can i do this it's just that, that somebody comes to mind and so i do it those things really hit the target it's like a bullseye for the person because it wasn't what i was thinking it was what god was directing if that makes sense i remember one time having somebody say you know you wrote me a thank you and at the end of the thank you note for this candle for your birthday you just said something like hey love your man like who who writes a greeting and then a salutation of love your man and she was literally in a time of, of an affair Mm. And I write, mm. love your man. And she said, I got that. And I don't even recall writing the thank you. I don't, re- you know what I'm saying? And so we had this great time and we talked through it and we, you know, obviously walked alongside her and whatever. But I just think, okay, a brother is born for adversity. A friend mm-hmm. loves at all times. A brother is born for adversity. Whether that person stays in your life forever or not, God takes care of that. And so mm-hmm. that's amazing to me that you would have mm-hmm. those people. And <laughs> you, I don't mean to make, I'm not making fun or hopefully not being callous to your things, but it's like, even as you tell your story, God has taken care of you, my buddy, Gail, in so many Mm -hmm. ways that it's almost like a clothesline with clothespins along the line. Okay. Well, that was back in my mastectomy time. That was back at this surgery. You know what I mean? Literally Mm -hmm. things are hanging on the timeline of your life and he continues to uphold you, even though that doesn't mean it wasn't difficult he brought people around you. I love that illustration of the clothesline and I can totally see it's it's a long one because I'm getting older (laughs) (laughs) and I've had a crazy life so I have a lot of need for clothespins. Yeah. It's it's pretty full Um, but I can see his hand all over me as I look back on on his provision. Yeah. On his provision. Yeah. He never left me, and he used his people to come around me and people that were my buddies and people that were acquaintances. Yeah, and even some strangers that would send notes. So, so yeah, good. It was really, really powerful. So good. I know a promise of God is that He will give us strength. So even when we don't know where mm. the the weakest points, you know, He will give us strength. I think it's Isaiah forty one. 10, where it says, do not fear. I'm with you. Do not be dismayed. I'm your God. I will, not I might, I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Like literally whenever Mm -hmm. I felt like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. There's somebody else that like is there, Jesus with skin on, so to speak, that, you know, Mm -hmm. strengthens or helps or God himself, I know has come and been a huge comforter to me, but Mm -hmm. uh, that's, that's just really great testifying to God and uh, about the way he uses his body and we're all different. So we don't have to be like in somebody else's mold as to what we do or how we provide somebody with help. But yeah. Yeah. Again, going back to, um, don't compare, um, yeah. Showing up in what the Lord leads you to do for someone. I'm trying to be super obedient to him in the area of when, when he gives me a name or a face to reach out in text, um, right then. Yeah. And just a quick, oh my gosh, thinking about you. I see you. I love you. Um, how are you? How's your heart? And it's most of the time his timing. Yeah. And wow, I would have missed out on opportunities to love and be those little close lines um, at yeah. times. Yeah. And I'm so thankful because it's so fun. Yeah. It's so fun. Yeah. I-, I would agree. I would agree. In fact, you know, to be honest, there's people that have 
you know, said, I don't understand how you say you hear God's voice. And I'm like, well, you'll hear him however you listen. You know, like, do you listen Mm -hmm. with your eyes? Is it a picture that you Mm -hmm. may get? Is it a feeling that may come over you? Is it a sound in your head? Literally. And I always think that it can come in kind of sideways. Does that make sense? It's not always Mm -hmm. when... I'm mm-hmm. doing the thing like, oh, Lord, I need to think about this. Like the, I can be cooking or I can be doing laundry and all of a sudden the person almost gets inserted into the mailbox of my mind in a different direction than whatever I was maybe even going. And that's not a hard, fast rule. I'm just saying as long as we're not so busy that we can't ever hear those things when they're being downloaded, I guess, or inserted, it can, it can come in sideways. Like, oh, why am I all of a sudden just really thinking about Gail or mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then to be obedient, like you said, and prompted to to go after it right then, not yes. later, but right then, because that's exactly when the person may be saying, "God, I don't know, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever." Mm-hmm. So, we how is your heart? Opportunities. How is my heart? Hey, that's my question. Um, <laughs> how's yours? I'm throwing it back at you. Yeah. How's your um, heart today, Rach? Uh, I think my heart is my heart is really in a good place, you know, it says guard your heart mm-hmm. for it's the wellspring of life for every issue of your life flows out of your heart. And so I think we do have to really be careful. And I think my heart is good today because I've actually been reading a book. I don't know if you've heard of this, um, Victorious Emotions by Wendy Backlund. It's about living in a happier you, basically retraining your mind to not rehearse old patterns or old emotions mm-hmm. that came in. And it's mm-hmm. not just like, oh, I'm going to be happy today. It's literally renewing the mind. And the more I've been renewing the mind and thinking and meditating on the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God, the things that he's brought me through, the the promises that he have. It's not just hope based on hope, but hope based on his character and his promises. And been kind of really just doing a time of soaking, I guess, in that. And not just like I sit only, but just like as I go about my day, just thinking, Mm -hmm. you know what, that's a negative emotion right now that's come over me. And where did that come from? And do I have to sit there? Or can I actually think of the goodness of God in this and rehearsing those things? So it's kind of felt like it's a extra protection over my heart right now um, mm-hmm. because my heart was getting wounded too easily or taking offense at certain things too easily or mm-hmm. feeling the sense of rejection. And if you have rejection in one area of your life, it seems to spill over in others, if that makes sense. It's almost like you've got mm-hmm. this wound and then it's open to anybody that happens to touch it. And they didn't mm-hmm. even really want to or mean to do anything, but it can hurt. And the more that's protected, the more, I guess, resilient or actually it doesn't matter what they say or do or, you know what I'm saying? It's because it's an inner thing. So anyway, that's more than you really asked for. But that's what I've been doing lately is just really kind of focusing on that part. No, I love that. It gives me a couple of thoughts. One is, have you heard or read Dr. Caroline Leaf? Mm -mm. Okay. She is, oh my gosh, she's brilliant. She's a neuroscientist loves the like that comes out of a tree leaf yep okay yep yep and she's she's from south africa but she's um so she's got a really cool accent but she's all about the brain and renewing the mind and how it has neuroplasticity and you can change your thought life and you can change the neurochemistry in your brain and actually rewire it and it's scientific and Holy Spirit, and it's so amazing. So it goes along with what you were saying about the the other book. Yeah, um, and Victorious, I do believe what was it I called? Be- it's called uh, Victorious Emotions. Emotions, okay. And you know, I'm not one of those who sits in a bad place. I mean, I know we all just have dispositions, and I don't. I'm typically a very positive, upbeat person. I really am, but mm-hmm. doesn't mean a positive or upbeat person doesn't have negative emotions come to them. You know what I mean? Or lies come to them that have to be rejected and repented of and then replaced. You know, I have a whole talk on that, that that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I'm not impervious to them. But I, I, Mm -hmm. you know what? It's interesting. I didn't know the lady that you were talking about, but I have heard um, a podcast and another person talking about it. So they may have actually, you know, been piggybacking on what she was saying. Because actually in Romans, it says, don't be transformed or conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that's that whole neural pathways that a whole new thing. It's mm-hmm. almost like you bypass surgery for the arteries. A whole new way yes. can be thought of because you give enough of those connections. And over time, you've almost hoed a new row or made a new path. It's amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would recommend people. Um, she's on Instagram and, and Facebook and YouTube. And she has a channel and lots of great, lots of great things there for renewing awesome. your mind. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. I want to totally ask you. 
how does the oh, home feel oh. with the changes, the painting, the... I mean, really, I was thinking earlier about how much you moved. And in, I think, one of our other buddy time calls, you told our audience and me, I didn't even know it was up to 14 times. Um, yes. How's that? Yeah. People are like, oh, okay. And then, wait, 14? Yeah, like, exactly. Are you, in the, are you in the military? I'm like, no, <laughs> sales and marketing. <laughs> but, and, and we've, that's in 30 years. Uh, we've lived in 14 different residences. And we have lived in Dallas for nine. So you kind of have to take it's that back. It's already nine it's, years? Well, we moved here in 2009. So it'll be okay. 10 in July. Wow. I know, right? Wow. So I remember we were first married in 1988. And we were living in Michigan. And that's where my family was from. And Dave's cousins. And I went to Michigan State University. And it, it was home. Yep. And I was like... I'll follow you anywhere. <laughs> and then he called me and said, okay, we're moving to North Carolina. And oh. I went, what? No. And people said, it's really important to possibly, you know, get away, you know, cleave yeah, yeah, to yeah. your Leave husband. Yeah, all of that. And uh, it was my first move aside from college away from home. And it was super, super, super challenging. And I got in, tried to get involved, tried to connect. We were fixing up this old house, didn't have any children yet. And it was super challenging. I'm a super outgoing person. I am a, um, a woo in the strength finders. Yep, yep, I'm yep. extroverted, all of that. And jeepers, it was so challenging to, to make friends. And yep. we, had a, we had a couple friends there. And then we got had a baby and then moved to St. Louis and lived in a more of a transient neighborhood and tons of kids and all of that. But it was a it was a really challenging time in our relationship, and Dave's dad had passed away, and mm. it was just it was a really hard time um, being there. And but I feel like through the progressions of the moves, some cool things happened. And I wasn't walking with the Lord back then. Um, I had kind of fallen away. I'd grown up. My mom led me to the Lord when I was little, and then when my parents' marriage fell apart, I fell apart too. And yeah. finally. When we ended up in West Bloomfield, Michigan, I my heart was drawn to the Lord. He was like wooing me back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, that was a really, really sweet time of, of coming back to the Father. That but, was post um, our time, right? Just or earlier before, on. Just before I moved to Wisconsin. Okay, got mm -hmm. got it. Okay. So late 90s. Okay. And so, um, but I remember... And I'd said in the last podcast about not wanting to be afraid to invite people into my home. Yeah. But with each move, I also took it as an opportunity for like a do-over or yep. I'm going to step yep. in. I'm going to stretch this new muscle. I'm going to try this new thing. I'm going to put myself out there in this way. I'm fresh going starts to... even, right? Sort of like oh, a fresh it was start. Yes. And I think you actually can do that even if you don't move. So if there are any listeners that are going to be in, you know, they have a family business or something, they're going to stay in the same city forever. That's okay. You still can have fresh starts. Yeah. Um, his new mercies are new every morning. Right. But I I kind of reinvented myself each time in yeah. a good way, in a, in a stretching way. And I remember thinking, okay, Lord, I might only live here for two years because that's kind of a pattern. I don't want to waste time. I need you to highlight and show me who you want me to be friends with, yeah. where you want me to go, where you want me to live. And I remember when I asked that, we were in Grand Rapids at that point, and in, actually in Wisconsin, um, Julie was one of the people that he first highlighted, yes. and I kept running into her. And then I just finally walked up to her and I said, okay, we're supposed to be friends. Right. <laughs> And she was Aww. like, okay. Yeah. And we're still friends to yep. this day. So yep. Love her. Um, 20 years later. And so he did the same thing with Jen in Grand Rapids. And he just was, he said, you know, highlighted her. And I saw her four times that day at kids swim lessons. I ran, uh -huh. like came around the corner uh -huh. at the grocery store. Uh -huh. And I was just like, you're so sweet to highlight to me who you want me to connect with or who is supposed to be in my life. And I love to keep my friends and over the years and then also share my friends you and do you're so good at it you're so good at it you know in um 
in one summer, I heard a, a kid that was staying at our house. It's just a really, not a kid, but a young man. And he was saying, you know, Mrs. Inouye, my uncle always says we have friends or people that come into our life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And mm. I wrote a whole chapter in Lily Pads on it because I do mm-hmm. believe people are in our lives. And they may not be the long haul people, but they're mm-hmm. there for a reason. Or they're people mm-hmm. that are there for a season and God needed them in your life and you needed to be in theirs kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Or lifetimes. And mm-hmm. I'm kind of one of those, can't everybody be, be lifetimers, you know? Mm-hmm. But but God is good to do that. He's so good to do that. And I love that you say he highlights somebody. So that could be repeated seeing them. It could be just mm-hmm. a feeling you have or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he's mm-hmm. he's kind of, it's not rocket science if he's kind of guiding. You know what I mean, right? Yes. It's like, a, he'll yes. show you. Yes. I just think we just we just need to ask and then trust that he has good for us and that he has community and he has a place where we're supposed to, you know, plug in or be. And and some have been for seasons and some and you can't maintain, you know, a thousand friendships. Well, um, exactly. But but with Facebook and, you know, Christmas cards and things like that, some of those that are maybe on the peripheral, you, you can still stay connected with. But when you are investing more time and more energy and, and more, you know, finances to go visit them or connections, that's a fewer number. Right. But I feel like I have some treasures from each place mm-hmm, that I've mm-hmm, lived. Mm-hmm. And I'm just grateful. He's just giving me this bounty of of um, amazing families and women to do life with. And so good. I want that for your listeners. I want that for these people hearing this, yep. that it is possible. Yes. And as a coach and hearing from cl- and clients coming in, there is so much loneliness. I know it. I know and it. we are so super connected through technology and so lonely. You know, I, and, I, I think uh, it's like we're, it's a, we're, we've been duped. I mean, I say mm-hmm, in one of my friendship mm-hmm. talks, we have more ways to be connected than ever. And we're more disconnected than any society because we just stay in our homes. And by the way, I like to stay in my home and whatever. But do you know what I'm saying? We're, we're wired for the connection because God made us to be like that. And mm-hmm. uh, we're duped to think we don't need other people. We do. We just mm-hmm. do. So I think you're right on. You're right on that um, it's it's a desire. God wants to fulfill it in us. I really believe so. Mm-hmm. And you don't, mm-hmm. let, you know, let's just talk about the flip side because hang on a second. You don't need to keep everybody forever. And there will be people if you're going to do a fresh start or you are going to mm-hmm. stretch yourself. There will be people that we actually have to release too. Like, you know mm-hmm. what? Um, mm-hmm. I got to let them go. I, I yeah. need, I need, this is, I mean. Not a, I'm not talking about toxic relationships, but there could be some that this is not good for me. And mm-hmm. so, God, you're leading me in this area or you've stretched me into that area. And so I no longer have to keep every single person connected to me forever. I actually yes. have to actually sever some of those. That's happened yes. in our lives, right? And we've lived yes. long enough. Yep, that has. That has. Going back, can I answer the question about painting my trim? <laughs> deep and shallow deep and shallow yeah well I'm just saying you know what that's kind of how we go like I asked you the question but I forgot about the question because I love that we're wherever we go absolutely tell me about the trim deep and shallow okay so no it's it's a it's a symbol of of what I believe is going on in our home Mm. um, relationally too it's like an outward manifestation of that and it is getting a facelift and it is getting things are being purged from this home in yep. in relationships and in belongings and in the spirit and yep. so um and we're creating a new a new space for uh family connections and for other people to come into our home and and be refreshed and i love to refresh people and and i haven't had people in my home cuz i wasn't feeling well for so long yes. so so i'm painting the trim and I love white and khaki and green and um, mm-hmm. yes, vitality and fresh and and I every time I walk past my lamp now <laughs> I laugh because <laughs> of our last podcast about the lamp. I think I might need to send you a picture of the lamp now so you can post it so hey. people know what the lamp looks like. <laughs> I re- we really should because I, I'm should. sure it looks so different, black and wrought iron looking. You know, <laughs> that's not my lamp. <laughs> Not my lamp. Just so you know, so, this is just saving my friend's <laughs> space in line. Oh, my goodness. So, the, and then I feel like it's being impressed upon me that I'm actually getting this home ready to sell mm. and to move. Wow. And, 
and preparing it for the next person who will love the white trim. Yep. So I'm doing it for us and for this season, but I actually do think that. And before people start texting me and saying, come back to Wisconsin or Grand Rapids, (laughs) I'm not sure where we're going to be next. And we might be right around the corner here, but I'm not sure if our, you know, our time is done here, but I'm preparing it, I think, for the next people. So that's kind of fun too. Interesting. So. So do you feel just in general or actually a stir as well, like a stir to do something different or... I do. I feel a stir to move out of um, the the sweet neighborhood and live on some property. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Just well, it's amazing. Sure you know, God does. It says in uh, Ephesians that He prepares in advance the things we're to do, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. like sometimes He's preparing what He's got ready for us while He's preparing our heart, or kind of like changing it, or shifting it, or painting mm-hmm. trim and going. Oh, this may not just be for me right now. This may be for the next people or whatever. I just think it's amazing how He moves from one place to the next in our heart uh Mm -hmm. maneuvering us not forcing us but preparing us it's amazing that's a good thing yes yes it's so good let's pause a second if you are enjoying the real deal with rachel in a way subscribe rate and review it i appreciate your support all right back to the real deal i would say that I keep hearing it over and over in my head, and sometimes when I feel that, I feel like I'm supposed to say it. Yeah. And going back to the time when I was really um, ill on chemo and yes. in bed and alone and isolated, I look back on that as a dark dark night of the soul, dark time of the soul. And yes. it was so hard and so deep and rich with the Lord. Yeah. And I remember thinking – I feel like he is spooning me, like holding me, like I'm in a cocoon and he's holding me and I can't get out of bed, but he's right here with me. And he told me he wouldn't leave me or forsake me. And I felt like I felt it and experienced that. And I don't wish cancer on anyone. I don't wish that you have to go into that dark place, but in looking back, it was a really, really intimate, sweet time with Jesus, and I wouldn't trade it. I hear you. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. It's like there's, it's, um, I think I wrote a blog post once called The Owl Thank You, mm. because mm-hmm. it was the deepest, hardest, it just hurt a time in our family. It hurt mm-hmm. so much, and it was like, ow. Like, not just, you know, like, oh, this is a little, but the owl had this thank you to it. And mm. like I said, um, like, or like you said, you don't want that again, but there's times when I'm like, Lord, but you were so, you were so close. Like, yes, like I would have my face down on the carpet and I'm sure that mascara was staining the, <laughs> the fibers mm. of the carpet, you know, <laughs> and I'd be crying and, and I would be stuffed up at the same time, like you're stuffed up and you're crying and your mascara is <laughs> staining the carpet. And then it would be almost as if, like, I'm not trying to get weird about this, but almost as if I, there was a masseuse and mm. there was like this pres- presence, like pressing down right on me. And I almost felt like if... If I had my face down, there was almost like a sense of a cheek next to me on my cheek. You know, not on my bottom, but on my face. (laughs) But on my face, you know. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, oh, my word. I'm literally being, like, covered, you know. And it was so tender and really real and very present that – there's been other times when I've wanted that nearness back, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. You know, like, oh, oh Lord, yep. I want that yep. intimacy. I want where I mm-hmm. know you were just, like, loving me, you know. And mm-hmm. I'm like, but I don't really want the owl, you know. I mean, you know how. You... <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm so glad. I'm so glad that you shared that because there are people that think you've given me this or you've plagued mm-hmm. me with that or now I have cancer mm-hmm. and you've taken off it's the complete opposite yes it's the complete opposite I believe he's so near he's so near I just when you said like cheek to cheek it's like you can feel his breath on your cheek it's yeah. it's so close 
I I had another encounter when I I went in for a routine mammogram December November of 2010. Yeah. And came out six hours later mm-hmm. with a biopsy mm-hmm. and that night a friend said well you don't it's not cancer and in my spirit so clearly I heard yes it is and you will be well but there's some muck to walk through oh wow and I went uh yeah it is it is cancer and it wasn't that I was speaking death over myself it was just a fact that I had these tumors and so the next day when the doctor called and said it was I was like I know even though the wind and the air like sucked out of the room and I right 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 you just don't ever want to you don't ever want to hear that but he prepared me the day before for what was coming which was I thought very gracious um but I had a knowing I had a knowing already that it was there but that he had me through the whole thing and he wasn't going to leave me and then that proved true as the days went on and and then in January so then I had the mastectomy in December and in January I had my first chemo and Haley had stayed home in January from college to help with you know that month off that she had to help us and on the day she was supposed to head back to college I was on my 13th day after chemo, and I, I I don't know, Rachel. It was like, I don't know if it was a dream or if it was a vision or if I heard the audible voice of God, but it was different than any other time in my life from what yeah, I yeah. heard. And I saw this big, huge, I don't know, oak or an elm, whatever has red leaves. Yeah. And it was the wind was blowing and all the red leaves were blowing off of the tree. And I heard, I've got you. I've got this. Mm. And I sat up in bed and went, whoa. Yeah. Like, whoa. And that morning I was getting, okay, I'm a tall redhead. Yeah. Okay. I had long red hair at the time. Yes. And I was the tree. Yes. Okay. I was, it was a symbol of me. And the wind was blowing. Yeah, and the red and hair. Was, the red hair was blowing. And I ran my fingers through my hair getting ready because I was headed to Bible study and to take Haley to the airport. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Da, 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 and chunks of hair were in my hand. And he prepared me yep. that morning yep. and said, I've got you. Mm-hmm. I've got this. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I wept. And we had a head shaving party and we did the whole you know the yeah. whole thing yeah. it was so painful for my children to see that happen it made it even more real but the, the the point of the story is that he went before me he had me he comforted me he um spoke to my heart and gave me a picture and I just I just hope that that would encourage people to know yes. that that's possible for them too. Yes. And that he wants to speak to them like that and that they can hear him. Yes. We can hear God. We can hear God. Amen, and sister. I want them to hear Amen, God. Amen, sister. Preach. <laughs> Amen. Literally, like seriously, did he write a book and become mute? No, he speaks to us. He speaks to us through dreams. Yes. He speaks to us through visions. He speaks to us through, mm-hmm. like, I think you're the one that told me, like, it's like a trailer in your head, but it's just a sanctified trailer. It's like a little movie thing. You know, it can yep. be yep. impressive. Sanctified imagination. Be... Yes, mm-hmm. it's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. But what I love, Gail, is that this tree was losing its red leaves. You were going to lose your red hair. It can yep. be sw- it can be swaying in the wind. That does not mm-hmm. mean it didn't feel the wind of the change and the twisting and the bending. But there's roots. Like when you were telling it. I'm not a huge oh. seer in the spirit, but I was also seeing the roots. Does that make sense? Like it was going down in. It was so firm. Out. So solid. Yep. 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 Like this tree ain't going anywhere. This is not blowing nowhere. You know what I mean? Like out. So. It's like a tree in the winter up north. You know, yes. they lose all their leaves. Yes. and But they are strong and they can withstand the freezing yes. cold and yes. the blowing wind and the snow and ice. But. In the spring, they will bud again. Yes, and it's true. I'm, I'm, I am well. So, yay! Did you happen to write that down? You know, I've got this. I've mm-hmm. got you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Literally. The friend that came in and baby wiped my house also yeah. covered my walls with RE words to bless me with like renew, yes. refresh, rejuvenate. Um, I remember rejoice. that. Yes. Because we so were in powerful. conversation and it was like, you just, you just kept telling me, you, you know, these words are life right now for me. Yes. God's giving yes. me these words. Yes. Oh, they're, they're, they were making me new. And then Kendall did an art project with this big tree with metal red leaves and, and in the roots did, you've got this, I've got you. And yeah, it, it's etched in me. Whenever I'm struggling or when things are, I'm in crisis, even now in different areas of my life, I can, I'm taken back to that moment because it stills true that he's got me and he's got this. Yes. Okay, which you're... helps me with hope. Okay. I don't know why, but I just want to ask you to either bait you now or in the future. I want you to tell. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> I want you to tell about the time with the EpiPen. <laughs> because I know that I don't mean to be funny people, but I think laughter is such good medicine. And I, I like have a lot of self-deprecating humor and I tell stories from the stage about things that I do. I just think life is funny and I make fun of myself because frankly, I find myself funny, but this one, okay, you remember should, the details well enough? Oh, yeah. I have to tell it now because we're primed. <laughs> okay. Please do. Please do. Okay. Okay. So we're, <laughs> okay. <sighs> we're in Wisconsin and I have a neighbor and she comes like bursting in my back door with an EpiPen and she, she said, I just got stung by a bee and I can't figure out how to use this thing. <laughs> and I said, oh, well, let me look. I, I don't know, but we can figure it out together. And I'm like, do we need to call 911? Are you going right. to, like, you know, are you, is this anaphylactic? And she was like, no, but I, you know, I'm nervous. And so, so I grabbed the pen and there's this little, this is years ago, so I don't know how they are now, but there's, and I'm not laughing about EpiPens. They're very serious. I'm very thankful that people that need them have exactly. them. So, the, I mean, disclaimer. You're not making fun. <laughs> not making fun. Um, I'm making fun of myself because <laughs> of what I did with it. And so I, um, I, I'm like, I think we have to take this little black thing off. And all of a sudden, the EpiPen injected into my ring finger on my left hand. And we both, like, gasped. And she goes, my EpiPen. And I'm like, my finger. And and my heart started to raise. Of course. epinephrine and not funny but it was funny at the moment right and she's panicking because she's thinking i'm gonna be ill without my epipen and i'm thinking i'm ill with your epipen so what do we do we call the er doc that lives down the street exactly jim come quick so jim comes running down i think he had been in the shower his hair was dripping wet he was clothed but he comes running in and he's like i I'm not sure I don't think you'll lose the finger. And I'm like, what? I'm going to lose the finger because it was turning gray. And I'm like, no. So he's like, yeah, we probably should keep a close eye on you, you know, because he's super calm and super like you could be like, you know, he's an ER doc. He's very calm. Right. And which is needed in his profession. It is needed. And then he's like, do you have any Benadryl for Nancy? Let's see if we can get her effects while we deal with you. (laughs) And all that day, I had no feeling in my gray finger. Um, Had to go to a wedding. I mean, and the the whole day I'm like looking at my gray finger. But anyways, so please, ladies, don't mess with other people's medical devices. It doesn't bode well. (laughs) Or live next to an ER doc who will come to your rescue whenever you need him. But yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you told me that because I... (laughs) I'm reliving it, but I forgot that it was your, I forgot that it was your wedding ring finger. Oh yes. my gosh. I don't think I ever knew that it turned gray. I just knew the story I'm... and it just, okay, this is unrelated, but in my mind, I just have to share. So I had this little mentee come over the other day mm-hmm. and you know, I love that God has answered my prayer, honestly, for both connection with like in my home with tea across the mm-hmm. table from just mm-hmm. another little gal to audiences like because he knows how I'm wired I would die without mm-hmm. one or the other so this yes. was just one of those sweet little times and 
she's she's looking through my tea box because I love to make the tea and then open up the box and say, here's different kinds and here's ones if you want loose tea and here's decaffeinated ones. So I open up the tea box and she goes, wait, I got to think of exactly the wording or it's going to get wrong. She goes, oh, well, she's reading the labels. She's reading the labels at the time and I'm getting the tea kettle and she goes, well, I've cut out nuts, so I want to figure out whatever. And she says this again, and I, I go, I don't know what you're looking for. What's a cutout nut? And, oh. she, and I'm holding the tea thing. I go, I'm not familiar. Like, I love to learn things. I want new things. So I'm thinking maybe there's something I need to know called a cutout nut. And oh. she, she goes, I said, I don't understand what you're talking about. Is it a flavor? And I, I said, I know, like, black-eyed peas. I say, I know black-eyed peas, but I don't know a cutout nut. And she goes, what? I said, what's a cutout nut? And I kind of am running it all together, just aligning the syllables together. A cutout nut, like it's one, like it's oh, one word. Thing. And Thank she goes, no, I cut out nuts. So I'm just, <laughs> so I'm just checking to see if any of these, I'm like, did tea have nuts in it anyway? I don't know. Maybe they're nutty teas. I don't know. Oh. But oh. I don't know, Gail. I stood there and I thought, this girl's going to think I'm such a flake because I almost fell to the floor. I was like, a cow nut, a cow nut, a cut a nut, a cow nut. nut. I, didn't... <laughs> I didn't know what it was. So a friend of ours who shall remain nameless was at the airport once and years ago. <laughs> and the security guy at TSA pulled out a pair of tweezers. And he's like, ma'am, you can't take that on the plane. And she's like, tweezers? And he's like, what are these for? And she said, pulling my chin hairs. And he yells across to his supervisor, hey, Mike, <laughs> can she take these through there for pulling her chin hairs? <laughs> she was like, oh, just take them. I'll just take them. I'll get a new pair. Dying a slow death as she walks through the scanner machine. <laughs> I can stop at the local Walgreens. I'll no get a worries. new pair. That's right. Oh, Rach. Okay. So funny. Um, all right. I know. <laughs> oh, I'm just over here cracking myself up. Okay. Okay. I'm about to have a hot flash. I'm laughing too Oh, me too. I'm dying over here. Oh, that's hilarious. Gosh. Oh. Anyway, that has nothing to do with to do with anything. Anything. It's just this is the kind of stuff that I tell my friend Gail because I don't care where the conversations go. Oh my word. Oh Rachel, that's so good. I feel so amazing. <laughs> okay, I just okay. So people, I don't want you to write us. Don't, we love EpiPens. We. Yep. Yep. Yeah, we hope we that you don't tea. have a nut allergy. We, we, yeah, we yeah. We're please. not making it's, fun of. We're anything. not making any. It's very serious, but <sighs> yeah, we have to be able to laugh at ourselves. Oh, we do. Oh, and that's why you need buddies so you can have a safe place to <laughs> laugh at yourself. <laughs> Let's make sure we get this all not tight. Okay. Well, we prayed before we started. Mm -hmm. But um, do you think we should pray over the people? Yeah. Let's. What a pleasure. I'll start you close. Oh, Jesus. Thank you so much for this time. Thank you for friendship. Thank you for laughter. Yes, God. Thank you for the community that can come around us when we're hurting and when we're strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when we're weak and when we're celebrating. Lord, I I pray new community over the listeners. I pray new friendships. I pray deepening friendships of, that they already have. Yeah. I pray that women would walk forward in friendship, even if they're afraid, doing it afraid. I pray doors would open, yes. people would be highlighted, connections would be made. Our testimonies, they have power. And yeah, so we're, yeah. we're speaking that over y'all. Thank you. As you move forward, take a chance, have someone in. Lord, I pray that they would open their hearts. I pray that they would open their doors. 
I pray that they would step into places they've been afraid, knowing that you're with them. Yep. Yep. You're you're cheek to cheek. Yeah. You're spooning, you're connecting, Hallelujah. you're holding, you're inside us, you're around us. I pray for this year to be a new year of fellowship, community, depth, friendship, heart connections. Yes, ordained by you since the beginning of time that you would connect people. I pray that these people would take chances. Mm -hmm. God, you love us so much. Thank you. Thank you so much in advance for the testimonies that are going to come because of this. We love you, Jesus. Amen. God, thank you so much for our time today. Thank you that you ordain our days. And I thank you mm -hmm. that you knew about this day before any of them come to be. And I thank you, God, for mm -hmm. Gail. I thank you for this time together. I pray you just bless her, God, body, soul, mind, spirit. I pray that mm -hmm. you would allow her to know the smile that you have on your face, everything about her, God. And I thank mm -hmm. you. Lord, I pray for this podcast. And I pray that the people listening would feel strengthened in who they are. I feel pray that they would feel your sense of pleasure over them, God, that you made them, you love them, you designed them. They're made in your image and you know them. God, I ask in the name of Jesus that they would feel like their tree is firm and their roots are deep and that nothing's going to blow them over. I, I ask that you would give them that confidence. And I thank you, God, that your word is true that you do help us and you do uphold us with your righteous right hand and you do bring us friends, friends that are there for um, loving us at all times, but friends, God, that are there through adversity. So somebody right now, God, is having the best day they've ever had. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And somebody mm -hmm. else is thinking, I don't know how I can do it anymore, God, and I thank you that you're going to bring brothers for adversity. You're going to bring sisters mm -hmm. for adversity. Someone right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray mm -hmm. that as they're driving, they would think about somebody they need to encourage, or a person would reach out to them, whatever it is, God. I'm not orchestrating it. I'm not good at that, but you're God, and you're really good at it. So thank mm -hmm. you for what you're going to do. Thank you for the way you want to empower your people. Thank you for the way you want to minister to us. God, I, I just praise you for that. And I pray a blessing on their coming and going, mm -hmm. now and forevermore. Whatever they're doing, God, whatever they set their hands to do, mm -hmm. would they feel like it, it's not unraveling? Would you establish their hands, I ask, God, and that they would feel strengthened in their walk with you. And God, I am just wanting to thank you that no matter where we are in our walk, wherever we are in our relationship with you, whether we're starting it or we've been in it a while, Lord, there's always more. We will never get mm -hmm. to the end of an unsearchable God. And that does not mm -hmm. depress me, God. That makes me mm -hmm. know there is such delight in discovering more of you, mm -hmm. more of you. Mm -hmm. And I thank you that you call yourself a friend, a friend that sticks mm -hmm. closer than a brother. So, Lord, I thank you that you are holy and good and righteous and just and we have the fear of the Lord, but we also have the friendship of you. So I'm just wanting to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Bless each of our listeners, Lord. Bless Gail today, mm -hmm. and thanks so much for this time, God. May it glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I love you, Rachel. I love you, too. You've been listening to The Real Deal with me, Rachel Inouye, helping people celebrate their significance and the genius of God in them. Audio engineering by my husband. Michael in a way. Thanks, babe. Theme music by Andrew Grace. 